Crane and author of Unleash Your Supernova, available at your favorite bookstores. I'm also a mother of four, the founder of Rain Magazine, Pink Kangaroo, the Rain School of Fashion, and Nova Rain International. I am here with one of my favorite people in the world, my co-host, Ryan Anderson, founder of Ryan Esquire, a business and peak performance coaching and consulting company. He'll be joining me as my partner in crime as we help you unleash your supernova. If you end up liking Ryan as much as I do, you can get more by checking out RyanEsquire.com. And that's Ryan, R-Y-O-N, Esquire.com. So join the fun live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern as we help you increase creativity, beat burnout, and happily survive the roller coaster of creative entrepreneurship. This is the companion show to the book, Unleash Your Supernova, your go-to guide for immediately usable tips on mindset, creativity hacks, decreasing stress, and unlocking your limitless potential. If you miss us on Fridays on BBS Radio, no problem. Make sure to download and subscribe to the Unleash Your Supernova podcast. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, Nova? Good, good. What's new? You know, you know. I know we kind of talked about this this morning, but you know, it's kind of one of those weeks. Not busy. Um, You know, we have oddly enough, we've had terribly bad weather down here in Texas. So snow, Mm -hmm. ice, all that kind of good stuff. You know, I had a uh, dermatology appointment on Wednesday. My dad did too, and and we were going to go together, right? And you know, why Uh my dad decided to cancel because snow and. There actually ended up being a 133-car pileup, not with the direction he was going, but kind of up by where Yikes. he's at. So, yeah, smart choice, right? Well, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, smart choice. I know. It happens to us occasionally, Nova. It does. So, um, you know, I, I do I do my typical thing. I, I call a Lyft, you know, go, go, to, go to my doctor's office. And, and, and this is the great thing about Lyft is it allows people like me to get places we need to go on demand, right? Can't see, can't drive, so therefore right. – yeah, people take you around. The bad thing about things like Lyft, and this is something that people just don't realize, is it's just good enough for you to hang yourself, right? So, second time <laughs> I've taken a Lyft to the doctor's office. I know, I know, by myself. And um, you know, we go, and, and it tells us the doctor's office on the right. So I, I get out, and, and and we're there, and and lo and behold, uh, the doctor's office is actually across First Street. It's on the left, right? And I didn't yeah. notice at the time, so I'm like. Luckily, some, you know, citizen took pity on me and was like, oh, it's across the street. So we crossed the street, got to the doctor's office. But th- but th- that's kind of stuff that happens whenever, you know, like, you know, with the technology. If you can see, no problem. You get out, you see you see the doctor, oh, it's across the street. You go across the street, no big deal. I get out, and I'm like in a sea of blackness, right? Like, I have no way of figuring out where I am unless I know exactly where my starting point is. So, um, you know, luckily it all worked out. It was good. I mean, I, I now know where the doctor's office is for sure, which is on the left side of First Street, not the right side, so I can get my drivers there. But, um, you know, it was kind of part of my, you know, harrowing week. And I would actually, I would like to, I kind of wish I could say it was harrowing, but that's kind of the unfortunate reality with how it goes sometimes when you can't see, right? Technology many times is just good enough uh, for you to look like you're independent, but it can kind of put you in some dangerous situations. <laughs> to look like you're independent. <laughs> look like you're independent, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, great. Uber and Lyft, fine tool can use it. Yeah, we can, but 
you might end up like on the wrong side of town and have no idea that you are in gang country. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I can definitely relate. There's been plenty of days where GPS has put me on the what, like, so you're on a one-way street and it's putting you in the mm-hmm. opposite direction, and you're like, wait, why can't y'all figure this out? So, <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I live in the- downtown, right? And, and the reason I bring that up is because like. You cannot get a better address system in a city than downtown, right? Like, like, like numbers. Okay, right, what I mean, right. and often, like the numbers are, are tell you what side of the street they're on, and then the name of the street tells you where the door is facing. So, if it's you know uh, three hundred eleven West Fifth Street, that means the uh, the door faces Fifth Street. Like, you can't. And I'm like, how can they mess that up so bad? Like, that <laughs> it confuses me to no end. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I am still um, trained to pay attention to all the landmarks when I'm driving or walking. And I have to thank my parents for that. I remember as a kid, we would be piled up in the back seat of the car, and my parents would do errands on the weekends. And it was about a Mm 30-minute drive from our house. And we'd be either chit-chatting, falling asleep, who knows what was happening in the back seat, like 30 minutes is forever Mm -hmm. for a little kid, right? But my father would say, pay attention to what's around you. So if you're ever lost, you know how to get home. And so that's still ingrained in my head. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even if I use GPS to get somewhere once, like I literally the next time try to memorize, you know, my way there. So the next time I don't need GPS. So I, I'm one of those that I do not want to ever be dependent solely on GPS. But yeah. nowadays, I mean, uh-huh. it is what it is. I'm too. Two stories. A, well, the first one is like, I'm when I moved downtown five years ago, I had a friend that lived down here probably four years longer than me, and I figured out the, the address system, you know, and within two days of downtown because I, it was easier than using the GPS to navigate. And like you, I didn't want to be dependent on it. That was the first point. Second point, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Texas, right? I mean, dairy, 30 miles or 15 miles from the closest town, like off the paved road, right? And so you're talking about mm-hmm. dr- essentially driving by landmarks. Back before GPS, I mean, that's literally how we drove. It was like, you know, like if if you see the suicide cow because there was a cow on top of a roof, <laughs> like you're you're in the right way. You know, if suicide you see cow. the the, the, the <laughs> trailer house on the right, it's the next dirt road on the left. Like that's exactly how we met. We got everybody there, but I mean, there was none of right. this. Like we didn't even have road numbers back in the day, but I mean, as far as the country roads, right? So, um, it's funny oh, that you I mentioned the landmarks because you forget how you used to do it back before technology, right? Right. That's so true. That's so true. Well, let's <laughs> dive into, I'm still laughing at those descriptions. Let's dive into. Because the first time we drove <laughs> yeah. up on it, we just briefly looked and there's this damn cow on the roof and it just looked <laughs> like it was getting ready to jump off. And, and cause once you like look for another second, you can tell it's plastic. But that first second, you're like, what is that cow doing? And so it got dubbed in my family the suicide dairy. <laughs> the joys of growing up in a small town. I'm telling you, right? All right. <laughs> so today's topic that we're going to dive into is advice that changed everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just think about that. Hold that for a second. Um, I'm going to read a passage from the book, Unleash Your Supernova. The accountant at the company I first worked for had become a dear friend. When I told her my plans for leaving the organization and what I wanted to pursue next, she gave me a valuable piece of advice. I will never forget that morning. 
We were riding up in the elevator heading to start our day at the office when I tentatively shared this unexpected news with her. Once I got it all out, she was overjoyed with my decision to follow my heart and said, no matter what you do moving forward, remember one thing. Tell everyone you meet what you want to do. You'll be surprised how many people will want to help you. So that starts that section of the book, Advice That Changes Everything. So for those of you who are listening, you're going to have to read the rest. You have to get the book and read the rest to see what happens. But I'm going to ask you, Ryan, was there someone or some point in your life where there was advice that you had gotten that really changed the trajectory of your path? You know, I was thinking about that, and I've actually thought about that question before because in the coaching industry, this is a topic that comes up quite frequently, actually. And, um, you know, honestly, I cannot really look back through conversations I've had and come up with, like, a a single piece of advice that that really changed my life, which, by the way, I thought yours was amazingly profound. It really, while you were reading it, but, um, you know, I didn't really get any like that. I mean, I had amazing, like, guidance and mentorship you know, as a kid kind of as far as like mostly had to be a decent person and, and all that kind of stuff not necessarily a business but I guess what I did was um you know I, I found role models outside of my circle whether it was role models for the type of man that I wanted to be right or, or the type of athlete mm-hmm. that I wanted to be or how I wanted to conduct myself in public and then as I went on to my professional career um, you know, how I wanted to run a business, like the person, like run a business with character, integrity, you know, customer first, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, coaching, like my different coaching philosophies. And so I, I really ended up finding mentors through books, through podcasts, um, mm. you know, word of mouth, right? And, and so right. I, I, I can't go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I really can't say I had one specific like person like it was just one piece of you know advice, but I, I definitely, I definitely did like, like like through really through my own education um, because I, I had things that I wanted to work out, wanted to improve, and and that's really where I found a lot of my uh, my, my mentorship, my guidance, uh, my philosophy of life. Now, I mean, it's, it, in many ways, it's very different than than when I grew up. So, you know, that's interesting that there isn't like something that jumped out at you. I clearly remember that day in the elevator um, with my colleague and what she shared with me and the events that followed. But then I Mm -hmm. also remember as a kid, either my parents saying something over and over again um, that stuck with me or even just overhearing a conversation. And Mm -hmm. so I think, you know, when we think of advice, we tend to think of when there's a person standing in front of us or over the phone or whatever nowadays yep. FaceTime and they're sharing whatever the quote or two or paragraph <laughs> um, with mm-hmm. you, you know, for you to follow. But I love how you said that, you know, your advice you would, you would say came from books or podcasts and, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's just a stranger. I think it's so important for us to recognize that words of wisdom don't always come directly as we would expect it. You know, and a lot of times they can come from a stranger. It can be someone standing behind you in the supermarket and you ask them a question and they say something that's pretty profound, right? So Mm -hmm. I love that, that we can get advice from all sorts of sources. I am a huge book reader. I love books. And when you said that, my like, I was like, bling, 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 all these books that I've read. Mm -hmm. And you know, the nuggets of information that I got out of it. So I'm going to challenge you again. 
going back to your podcast or going back to one of the books that you've read, which podcast or which book stood out to you in terms of something that you really pulled away that you've used in your life? Um, Before I answer that question, I want to address something that you just mentioned that I think is super important um, as far as Mm -hmm. like finding those nuggets, you know, essentially inspiration just throughout life. And it's one of the things that I think once you decide to, 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 to make that change and then therefore start seeking out the information that you need in order to educate yourself and make that change, I think what mm-hmm. happens is it opens up your mind to, to, in your, in, to essentially you're evaluating the information that's coming in and you're evaluating is this something that's beneficial to my goal my, uh, or the, the change I'm trying to make, yes or no. And, and so I think by, by really making up that, by essentially making that decision to, to grow, to change, in whatever direction that may be, it allows you to start looking for the information and therefore you find it in that person, like say in the grocery line, right? Or that that, that stranger walking down the street or the book or the podcast, right? Because your mind's open for, your mind's, I guess, subconsciously actively seeking for any information that's going to move it towards goal, right? And that's the power of really essentially making decisions. That's the power of, I guess, having a goal, having a direction because the mind starts looking for ways to get you there. So I just thought that was important because that tied in nicely to what you just said. Um, back to your uh, challenge, you know, challenge accepted. You know, really, <laughs> the, the most recent one, yeah, I know, I know. The most recent, recent one I can remember, and, and you and I have discussed this, you know, a lot, is when I read, um, give me a second, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, um, James, what, what's the Atomic Habits like? James Clear. James Clear yeah. uh, book, Atomic Habits, right? And for me, it was identity, right? And it was, really, identity breaks down. It's it's the way we view ourselves and our role in the world is what our identity really, truly is, right? And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did, our identity is usually set fairly young. You can, you can change it, but you have to really, you know, work hard at it. But it's one of the things where, like, I realized how much my identity was still that 11-year-old kid that, you know, wanted to be the NFL quarterback, right? Um, and, and, you know, as I got older, I realized it changed from like the physical traits, how far you can throw a ball, how accurate you are to the, um, the soft skills traits, right? Leader, leader of men, you know, uniting people behind a vision, right? Working. And, and so like that was really life changing me. It's this way. It changed my perspective a lot. And once you change your perspective, your world changes, right? So it was life changing. And the reason was is because it really allowed me to embrace who I am at my core. And it's still the NFL quarterback, but it, it more importantly, it's those skills of leader, leadership, you know, um, it's that uniting people behind the vision. Like, and once I, I guess, not only embraced it, but then I had words to, to describe it and categorize information around, it really just freed me up, I guess, intellectually, emotionally, uh, and socially to, to step into, you know, the quotes always like step into your greatness, right? I guess it allows me to step into my greatness and fully embrace mm. who I am, where I'm going in life, and uh, and then how I'm going to get there, right? So that would be my answer to your question. Yeah, no, I love that. It's interesting that you bring up identity because I think that shapes how we do proceed, you know, in our day to day. And up until that mm-hmm. point, it seemed like such a simple, you know, quote that she had shared with me. And mm-hmm. but it was profound. I was like, tell mm-hmm. everyone what I want to do. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, I thought we just keep what we want to do to ourselves, you know, so Especially when you're young, you're kind of embarrassed, right? You know, and yeah, and I think identity does play a lot in that. You know, our tribe is a really big part of our identity and what shapes what we do, what we say, when Mm -hmm. we do it, and how we say. And Mm -hmm. according to James Clare, Atomic Habits, it's one of the hardest things to change. And so if you are a part of a tribe, you know, a community, that Mm -hmm. that's not something natural. Where either, no, you don't talk to strangers, and no, you don't look for advice outside of your bubble, right? You're not, you're not open to getting those messages or that information or those little nuggets mm-hmm. of wisdom, you know, outside of the people that you know in your life. You know, that's, that's part of the identity, part of the, the culture of the tribe that you've been, you know, um, raised with or, or, you know, the people that you spend a lot of time with. And when she told me that, I then, from that moment, for years, and then, you know, I just started picking that habit back up, but for years, mm-hmm. it would be, hi, I'm so-and-so, and this is what I want to do. Hi, I'm so-and-so, and this is what I want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that moment, it was, I I want to be a fashion designer, or I'm looking for funding, or I'm, you know, I want to open a store. Like, whatever that goal was, it was, hi, this is my name, and this is blah, blah, blah. And that had taken me so far because people get excited when you share what you want with them. They want to Mm -hmm. naturally help you. And you just never know. I mean, that person might know someone who knows someone. And actually, she knew a designer in New York who, um, he wasn't a fashion designer, but he was a designer. And he led me to someone who was instrumental in helping me put a portfolio together, which led to all these other things that happened thereafter. Mm-hmm. And she was an accountant. Like, I had no idea. Really? Yeah. That yeah. She would be you never would have picked her if you were actively looking for her, right? Never. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I just think that it's so important for us to be open-minded, you know, when we get mm-hmm. up in our days to set an intention for the day of what you want and be willing to have that conversation, be willing to be open to people around you. And actually, I'll tell you a a recent story. And so a few months ago, I was sharing my book with someone out of the UK and um, to see if I would be a good fit to speak, you know, for their membership. And Mm -hmm. she brought something up that had to do with fashion. So again, it had nothing to do with the book. And it reminded me of this idea I had, and I hadn't shared it in months. And I said, you know what? I'm going to share it with her. She seems to have an interest in this. And so I shared with her this idea I had of this this art exhibition that I wanted to to put together mm-hmm. to help bring awareness for mental health. Well, long story mm-hmm. short, here we are four four months later. She's now an advisory team member to my fashion brand that I'll be launching this summer. Like, okay, that mm-hmm. started with a conversation about my book, me being okay yep. and open enough to share with her my 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 vision and dream of this exhibition, which then led to this bigger and broader goal. And so I think, you know, again, if we wake up with intention and wanting to share what we want with the right individuals, right? Yep, um, and that's, that's taking, you know, using your gut, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be surprised what happens. Yeah. And you said something else there, too, that it was subtle, but I, I, I think it's something that needs to be said because we're in such a hustle, hustle, hustle culture, especially here in America. It's all about time management, where your hours go, and all yada yada yada. And and the reality is, like you you know, when you're open to those experiences, guess what? Those experiences happen 
usually not on your schedule, and they're usually going to interfere with something you have scheduled. And and they in those relationships, they not only take time to foster, but those conversations when you're telling people like what you want to do, they take time to explain. I mean, you know, it, it and and I think, you know, really when you're open to those experiences, I, I think the flip side of that is you know you can't be leading your life based on a calendar solely because if you're always mm. rushing to get somewhere else you're missing mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. on those like moments right those experiences right. that that potential for to, to meet that person that could change your life because your head's down you're in your phone and you're running to your next meeting and um i, I think I, trust me you know hustle is important i mean like a lot of people do not work hard enough but a lot of us that are like you know in, in like yours and mine role we probably work too hard from the standpoint of like, you know, we work too hard in our business and on our business. And so I don't think we step back enough and give ourselves enough time to allow those, I guess, moments of kismet to like, you know, the universe is like, oh, here, this person you need to meet. I want to put them in your life. Do not walk by them and ignore them. You know, I, I think that's super important to remember, too. I love that you brought that up. I mean, there's something that I have in the book. Actually, I'm going to read this. Um, when out and about, keep alert. Almost like we planned this, right? Notice. Almost like we planned this. <laughs> we share a brain. Um, when out and about, keep alert and be ready to notice the little things around and the stranger to say hello to. This may be hard at times as we are often distracted with our mobile devices. Hmm. Trust me, if you sacrifice a little time away from emails and social media to stay focused on your surrounding environment, you'll find the breadcrumbs you are looking for. And so, it's so funny you said that. I'm like, did he? Mm-hmm. He must have read the book. It is almost like I read that section. It really is. That's hysterical. I mean, it's almost like I forbid did it. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. I think that we are often distracted. Um, our mm-hmm. heads are down. It may be, you know, in the true sense or just metaphorically. And that goes back to the statements that we said, where you are, are you at the coffee shop, you know, um, maybe going through the drive through and having a conversation yeah. with the cashier, you know, and be willing to take a moment to stop and have a conversation. And then yep. that sometimes naturally leads into something else. And you know what I want, also want to say is, yes, we have our goals, we have our desires, we have our wants, but so does everyone else. And you never know yep. when you are the catalyst, where you are the person that Good gives point. the advice mm-hmm. to change someone's life, you know? So there's mm-hmm. a gentleman that we both know by the name of Chris, who mm-hmm. shared a, a very simple statement um, with someone who was really down in his life. And he said mm-hmm. to him, again, this seems really simple, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. And yeah. that's what that person needed to hear at that moment. Yep. And because, and then years later, that day where he heard those simple words, it clicked, something clicked. And this gentleman was, you know, homeless. And I mean, he went from stardom to, to the like lowest of lows. And he just needed that piece of advice. He just needed someone to pay attention that day. Mm -hmm. And Chris who thought he was just giving out, you know, simple words of wisdom actually helped Mm -hmm. change his life. And so be cognizant that not only are you out there looking for, you know, those individuals that you could get information from, but other people are looking for you too. And so pay attention, be that voice, you know, that someone needs that day as well. You know, it breaks down to two simple things, giving and receiving, Um, you know, and and the reality is you you need to balance the both. I mean, I've always given a lot to the way I'm a 
horrible receiver. I, I've had, I had to learn how to receive gifts gracefully, whether it was compliments, whether it was a physical gift, whatever it may be, right? But, but the reality mm-hmm. is like they're both equally important and, and you need to do both gotcha. uh, gracefully, graciously and, and, you know, with, with humility in many ways. And, um, and I think that's what very much what they, they said, Chris, you know, they, cause he's very much a giver from, and, um, you know, I, I think he receives quite well too, but, um, I think it's really important to remember both those because, the reality is sometimes in life you're going to be the person giving the, those words of wisdom, that advice, that information, and sometimes you're going to be the person that needs to receive it. And, um, you know, if you do both well, then uh, hopefully, you know, the universe takes care of you and you live a really amazing, productive life. That's right. That's right. I agree 100%. And this would be a good time for us to bring up our sponsor, Pink Kangaroo. Pink Kangaroo is a podcast network newly launched, and that's Kangaroo with a U. And for those of you who are looking to turn your brand into a podcast or are ready to level up your podcast and turn it into a brand, then definitely check out pinkkangaroo.com. And that's pinkkangaroo with a U.com. It's a community of wild thinkers. So if you think outside the box and think your listeners do too, definitely check out pinkkangaroo.com. So back to the topic at hand, mm-hmm. we have some questions that were sent in by our listeners. And, you know, Unleash Your Supernova is about tapping into your inner brilliance to release the greatest version of yourself, right? You know, mm-hmm. we yep. are talking about ways to increase your creativity, increase your productivity, and at the same time, happily survive the journey, the roller coaster, the marathon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of creative entrepreneurship. So we have a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs that listen to our show and are at a point of either pivoting you know, from their full-time position to a startup and or are just a few years in on the journey of entrepreneurship. And so they've sent in some questions for us. So the first one is, what piece of advice would you give to college graduates who want to become entrepreneurs? You know, this is a good one because I, I, I it's not one that I came up with. It's one that I've actually heard someone else say, and um, I think it's really, really important and profound. And it, it, in some ways, it depends on where you are in life. But if you're graduating college, and like you're, 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 you're single, like, like as far as like, you know, not tied down marriage wise kids, essentially commitments, right? Whether it's a, a financial commitment, whether it, you know, or whether it's a, a, a long-term relationship commitment, that's the time in your life to try something, right? Because it's like business wise, right? To, to try mm-hmm. starting a business or maybe it's, you know, try if you if you you know you went to business school and you, and you wanted to be an actor, maybe try acting. It's the time in your life to try because you know you're you're probably used to living fairly frugally because of college. You you know you haven't gone out and you know bought the big house, bought the big car, you know have the spouse with the kids, and so you can try, you can fail, and, and it's probably not going to cost you a lot. It's probably not going to set you back very much. Versus by the time you're 40 and you're wanting to start a business and now you have, now you have like a huge monthly salary that you have to be able to make to support your family. And that's so much more stress 
and it makes you make really poor decisions that may or may not break your make break your business, right? So um, mm. I think you know that, that during that time, it's a good time to try those things because here's the thing: you can always get a job, but you can't always quit a job. And so I, I think that's something that I wish I had known, you know, when I was younger. Oh, that was good. Oh, that's yeah. such good advice. And the last part was my yeah. part, but the original part was someone else's <laughs> idea. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that is a good time to take chances, you know. And um, I, you know, shortly after grad school, I went on to design school, and I worked for three years um, before, you know, launching my fashion brand. And mm-hmm. during that time. I was studying entrepreneurship. I was studying marketing. I was working on my business plan. and But I was also working full-time, and I had my son at, at the time. And shortly thereafter, a year later, I found out that I was expecting my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so um, I had to figure out how to do yep. that, you know, as a young mom. And that was challenging, you know. And, mm-hmm. and thankfully, I had the support of my parents and my in-laws and my husband and other family members. And so, you know, that, that helped out tremendously, but you know, if you are coming out of school and you don't have that added responsibility, it is an excellent time to take that chance to take that risk. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you'll have the support and fallback of your family and or friends. But I also want to say entrepreneurship right now is, very trendy in terms of the word yes, and um, was trendy before COVID, but now is becoming almost a necessity due to Mm -hmm. the lack of opportunities there are for college graduates. But one thing I want to do is, you know, for those that are truly interested, you know, in becoming an entrepreneur, do your research, talk to other entrepreneurs, ask questions, you know, Mm -hmm. see if it's truly right for you, the lifestyle, you know, maybe, if you're not the visionary, maybe you are the right hand, you know, man or woman for mm-hmm. someone else's yep. startup, right? Or project. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, every entrepreneur needs a great team and they need entrepreneurial team members to help them get that off the ground. And so know yourself, you know, know what you your strengths and your resources, know the lifestyle mm-hmm. that you want. Know if you want the burden of leading a team. I mean, when you start a company, I liken it to like giving birth to a child. You know, that company has to be nurtured. It has to be fed. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to grow. It has to sustain itself at some point. And so is that, are you ready for that? You know, and are you ready for the lives that are dependent on you, right? Your team and employees Mm -hmm. as well, you know, for their livelihood. and. But by not knowing what's in store for you, you know, you may be stepping into something that's not really suited for you. And then there are different types of entrepreneurship. You know, I see creative entrepreneurship as using your creative gifts and talents to impact a community while you're making a livelihood for yourself, while that's able to support Mm -hmm. yourself. And, or at least at the very least, you're doing it as a hobby. And so you can be a freelance artist, designer, dancer, coach, photographer, you know, and not necessarily have to depend on supporting a huge team. But then you can be that individual that decides to start the next honest company or the next 
Apple or the next Google, right? The night, the next mm-hmm. Nike. And so again, there's a range of entrepreneurship. And I say first, do some deep diving and figuring out where, who you are right now, because we all change and evolve. But at this moment in time, what feels right to you? Do the research, work alongside another entrepreneur, ask questions so you have a better sense of what you're getting into. Yeah, I agree. And don't be afraid to pivot because most of our, most of us, our first idea was not the one that got us where we, it's not the one we're currently doing. I mean, I know my first business was my coaching, you know? (laughs) So don't be afraid to pivot. Like there's no shame in shutting something down that's not working. Like, like, like that's the truth. Because it it feels like a failure because we go to school, right? Like you get something wrong, you fail. No, 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 no. You figured out something that didn't work. You only fail when you stop, mm. when you quit, right? Mm. And yeah, so I love it. as long mm-hmm. as you like, re- like reframe it and remember that, like, no, I just found something that didn't work or I'm not good at. Let's go try something else. Then you're not a failure. Not a failure. You just quit on a bad idea. Those are two entirely different, you know, I guess one's an evaluative, like, you know, I'm a failure. Like that's evaluating yourself. That's a really poor, terrible place to be. And the other one's just, you know, a fact. This didn't work and let's do something that does. And um, I think it's important to remember that. Yeah, not being afraid to pivot. Goodness knows I pivoted. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> first major pivot. Yeah, um, I'm going to not finish my PhD. Yeah. I'm going to leave early and study fashion design. Like, that was a big pivot for me. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, your PhD was in psychology, right? Yeah. Getting my yeah. PhD in clinical psych, that was a big pivot. Yeah. And no regrets because... You know, I did, I did stay to finish my master's and I use what I've learned in everything that I do. And, oh, um, mm-hmm. but I knew it was through fashion that I was going to impact people in the long run. And it's, yeah. you know, so ironic that I continue to bring psychology back around. So, you know, what's in you is in you and that's not going to change. You know, the how may change, the when yeah, but not the why. may change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but not the why. And we went over that in our last in our last episode mm-hmm. I want to jump into this next question because I'm really curious what you're going to how you're going to answer this um, another listener sent in what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur oh that's a really good question you know um, the reality is it's kind of like you're talking about what, what kind of entrepreneur are you is important, I think. And then kind of like, are you number one or number two? To me, really, um, the, the biggest things that I think are important are the fact that you are willing to continually learn, to, 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 to continue mm-hmm. to ask questions, to, to not assume that you have the right answer to begin with, right? Like it, it, mm-hmm. in, in that kind of, that dovetails nicely to my second point, which is that humility, right? The fact that you mm. w- are willing to look at your idea, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, and question, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? How can I get better? Um, maybe I do need to ac- actually ask for advice or help or read books and, and get better at what I'm doing, right? And that only comes with humility because you think you know it all. Like, if you think you know it all, then there's no reason to look for everything, right? But but if you know mm. that there's brilliant, there's brilliant people out there other than you, then you're willing to listen to those the, 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 those answers when they come about, right? So. So I think willingness mm-hmm. to learn, grow and evolve. I think humility, and then grit. You know that that that's a common one. 
But the reason the common right. one to be said is because it's so true. Because like you said, this, you know, creative entrepreneurship is a is a journey, right? It's all a journey. But the thing about journeys are they have ups and they have downs. And, and if you don't have grit to to stick through with your passion when 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 things are rough, when things look dire, you know, when, when you're getting at five o'clock in the morning, going, God, is this really worth it? Then you know mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful because it's almost like the universe is testing you to make sure you're worthy of the greatness that's going to follow, you know, by being persistent, right? And if you kind of look at it that way, that this is a test, and this is the universe testing me to see if I'm worthy of, you know, changing the world, you know, making all this great money, you know, whatever your goal in life is, um, that makes it easier to to then go on and overcome those challenges. But, yeah, those to, my, those to me are probably the three that I would say, my, at least this was like, those are my core for me and what have made me successful. Let's put it that way. Um, and I think they would apply to a lot of other people, but I'm sure there's other things that I'm missing that would apply as well. How about you? Ooh, right back at me. Um, loved yeah. everything you said, by the way. Uh, Thank you. I, the first thing that came to mind for me was you have to be a visionary. I feel that you have to be able to see a problem that exists and be mm-hmm. able to come up with the solution for that problem and um, and do it in a way that's not done before. And yeah. so, which means you're bringing something to life that does not exist. And it's something that's going to provide value to a community in need. And that community can be micro or it could be global. But I feel that you have to be a visionary to be the lead entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that's really. something that comes to mind. And secondly, I would say, I don't know if this is second, but I will say resilience because we are knocked down so many times because you, there is no path. You don't know, you know, what the three bricks are that are going to magically appear in front of you as you continue to walk down this road. You're lucky Mm -hmm. if you see the next brick. And so you are stepping out on faith. Every single time. And you're probably going to trip over one of those damn bricks, too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way it goes, you know? (laughs) Where did that come from? I just land on your face, yeah? That's just the way it's Right, knocked you out cold. You're like, man, what was they thinking? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think that you have to be resilient. You have to be able to, you know, take the knocks, take the punches, and not stay down. And and just be mm-hmm. ready to get back up, you know, absorb it a little bit. You know, it might take a minute. It might take a few days. Sometimes it may take a few years, but absorb it mm-hmm. and come back and try again, you know, and try again. Um, I would say the third one, because as you were talking, I was like, ooh, how would I answer this question? How do you answer? I would say flexibility because mm-hmm. – yeah. There, you know, there we like you said earlier, we may start with an idea and we're like, boom, this is it. Mm-hmm. And we get out there and we're like, uh, no, this is no not working. And <laughs> right. And then like, oh, I don't have any sales. I can't get any team members. I can't get any accounts. Like, what do I do? Do you just walk mm-hmm. away? You know, I think that if the going back to the visionary part of it and you are doing something like you truly believe you're doing something to impact someone else outside of yourself, then you are going to be willing to find a way. Like, you know, like be flexible mm-hmm. enough to 
start over, to ask questions, to maybe pause and then apprentice, you know, or do the research. And, you know, I, there's, a, there's a saying that says, um, bend like a bamboo tree, because if you're flexible enough, the storm will never break you. Like, you'll mm-hmm. never snap, mm-hmm. right? No matter how mm-hmm. strong the winds are you're going to just bounce back up. So I think that it's so important to be flexible with your ideas, to be willing, as you said, to pivot, to change, to pause, to get help, um, to be resilient because it's so much a marathon. Like think about running, and I haven't run a marathon before, but I did do cross country, running 25 miles. (laughs) What? Uh And especially, Uh oh my gosh, right? And without mm-hmm. perfect conditions, I mean, even in perfect conditions, that's a challenge and a struggle. And so I think resilience is so important because I liken entrepreneurship to a marathon. And then also being a visionary, you know, being able to solve problems, to come up with ideas in new ways. So those would be the three things I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and like it's like kind of like it started, the reality is, it's what works for you, you know, like, like mm-hmm. what I said mm-hmm. works for me, what, what you said works for you. And, you know, there's, there's people out there who are like, oh, I agree with one of those, two of those, or none of those ideas, right? Um, because everybody's mm-hmm. why is different. Everybody's how is different. And, you know, it really, whatever, I mean, there's people who are motivated, you know, by the fact, like, I'm going to cure cancer because I lost my mom from cancer, right? And they're completely driven mm-hmm. by that. And so, I mean, were they a visionary? I, you can question that, but, but, but they have a goal, they have a mission, they have a why, you know, and, and they're like, you know, probably even obsessively driven toward it, right? And so, um, I think that's important to remember too, is it's, 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 you know, we're giving what works for us and what's worked, like in my case, what's worked for my clients, but I think it's important to find like your reasons why, like, like, and, and not only that, kind of what your gifts are, right? Like, you know, mm. if, if you're mm-hmm. a visionary, I, that's great. You know, if you're that number two, like, if you're that organization, that structure, per, that structure person, like, don't think you're lesser than that visionary because guess what? As a visionary, I love structure people because they do the part of the job that mm-hmm. I absolutely hate. And, you're, and the reality is I couldn't go on and execute at the level that I want to execute Without that person there, like creating that structure, making sure that like that that the, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. At. I almost put that backwards. So true, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, like I think that's important too. Is like, you know, don't be embarrassed if your skill set isn't that visionary. That doesn't mean you can't go on and be an incredible part of a team that is an entrepreneurial team that goes on, you know, and conquers the world or or, or you know, conquers your industry or, or whatever it may be, right? And so um, I think it's important to remember, too, is like, you know, we're giving ours, but that doesn't mean that they're the end all be all of. Right, right. No, that's a very good point, because if you know your strengths, going back to knowing who you are and what you're what you're good at, you can co-found and or you can complement your weaknesses with your team. And so I yep. love working with those, you know, those individuals that can execute the operational minds, you know, the structured yep. and organized individuals to allow me to continue to create and expand. So, yeah, those are really good points. And we have a live call coming in from Joe from Pennsylvania. So let's let's take the question from Joe. Hello, I'm a first-time listener, and this is an excellent show. I've been getting a whole lot of nuggets of knowledge out of it. I just wanted to call in and see how I 
<clears throat> I'm an entrepreneur myself. I wanted to know how you guys keep this positive energy going and flowing throughout the ups and downs, the highs and lows of this entrepreneurial ride. Do you guys any advice on that? That was a great question. Over? Thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you take it first. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for calling, Joe, and that really was an amazing question. Um, you know, uh, a lot of it is, it, it goes, starts with mindset, right? It, 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 it's feeding yourself with positive information, you know, uh, as far as like reading books that, that, are, that teach you, right? Uh, always looking for solutions rather than, than, you know, things that, I guess, it's this way. When you find something that you're trying to solve, it's all about finding solutions rather than problems. It's probably the best way of phrasing it. But, you know, as much as anything, I think it's acknowledging that you're going to have those setbacks. You're going to have those ups and downs. You're not always going to be happy and cheery and everything, you know, is unicorns and, and, and rainbows, right? Some days <laughs> this entrepreneurial journey sucks. Like some days you just right? be down. To, it does, right? Things don't work. Yeah. You know, money's not coming in. Bills are coming in. You know, the projects behind, uh, it, it, and, and to, to know that, acknowledge that, that that's part of the journey, I think is very freeing to know that you're going to have those. However, it's also important to remember that we basically have that, 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 that goal that we're talking about, that, that, that lighthouse that we kind of mentioned that maybe in the conversation. Anyway, that kind of lighthouse of this is the direction I'm going. This is where I'm working. This is a temporary setback. But if I continue to think, if I continue to do the steps that I know will work, which is continue to come up with solutions, continue to be forward looking, uh, continue to, to be a sense of an upbeat, positive person. Cause that's what positivity really is, is, is knowing that you're going to find that no matter what the situation, you're going to find a solution to the problem. That's what positivity is. Negativity is no matter what situation, you're going to fail. Like that's, you know, so. As long as you know you're going to come up with that solution given enough time, you know, you will stay positive. At least it's kind of what's always worked for me. Um, but I do think it's important to acknowledge that you're going to have those bad days and, you know, accept it, embrace it. Uh, just don't wallow in it. So. Yeah, no, awesome. those are really good responses, Ryan. I agree. I think that the key is not to stay down, to know that we're not meant to be you know, at that bottom rung and stay and, and, you know, indefinitely. And right. just like a roller coaster, that's sort of how I see it. Like you're going to have those highs and then like out of nowhere, it's like, poof, you know, you like, you go mm -hmm. down that, <laughs> you know, the, the slope at this incredible scene. And your stomach like, goes with you. Just, <laughs> and the stomach goes with it you. It does, it does. What yeah. just happened? What just happened? Yeah. And then you're at that low point and it's, you know, like Ryan said, if you just stay forward looking and know that, okay, this is, this is just like a little divot, you know, it's going to take me a minute, but I know I'm not meant to stay down here. Like you started this idea for a reason and you came up with this, you know, solution for a problem that people really have, you know, and, and let's just say the original idea, you know, didn't stick, but then you, this is version number three. Well, the problem still exists in your customer base, in your community. And if it's something that you truly believe in that's going to add value in someone's life, why would you walk away? 
right? So it's easy for us to walk away when it's just us, right? Like I could be laying on the couch, reading my book, drinking my matcha, and I'm good. Mm -hmm. But if there's someone outside my window that needs help, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to help them. And so, yes, you may, you may have, you know, broken ankle or something like that, but you're going to drag yourself over to help them. And I feel like entrepreneurs, like true entrepreneurs that are doing something to solve a pain point is going to push through the pain. Because at the end of the day, the reason why they started this was to help that person on the other side. So it's so important when you start something to make sure it's really bigger than you. And then know, as Ryan said, know that, yes, those valleys, those dips, they're they're going to come. Like every great entrepreneur has had those really low days. And even when the, you know, the media and the news shows that they're like living life, they are still having those down days. They're still trying to problem solve. And it's just that we're not seeing it. We're just seeing the glitz and the lights and the dollar signs. And so know at every level, those down days happen. But it's so important to see the glass half full. Like, what in this situation can I learn from? Because there's really no such thing as failure. It's learning. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, I got to try something else. So what from this experience or situation can I learn from to apply? It's when we don't learn from those experiences, then you could say, "Mm, maybe it was a failure. So if you look at everything as a learning experience and almost like a puzzle, like, oh, this is exciting. This puzzle piece didn't work. Let's figure something out. And especially when it's a sense of urgency, when there's money involved, it sort of pushes that creativity to the forefront. So just allow that to come. But yes, that was an excellent question. Thank you. No, this is something that uh, that spurns two thoughts. One of them is, I think it's important to remember that positivity and negativity both are a choice. And if you want to be positive, you, you, it sounds trite, but you 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 make choice. You choose to be right. And it starts with that. Mm-hmm. And it is and actually after you make the choice of I'm going to be, I'm going to be positive. It's making those you know small choices throughout the day that are positive choices. And that takes practice to to become a habit. Then once it becomes a habit, then it becomes a lifestyle. Um, and I think that that is actually um, important to remember too. That it really that it boils down to choice. As long as you have a choice, then you have control. And then um, the other point that she made uh, with the roller coaster that I cannot remember what it was now. Um, <laughs> crap, I can't remember. The valley. Yeah, sorry. Dip. It was yeah, it had something to do with the roller coaster. Yeah, it did uh, about um, ups and downs, and uh, I don't remember now. Anyway, that Your was you just got one of my two points out of it. So. Does that help, Joe? Are you still there? Yeah, that was very helpful. I you know really appreciate that those words of advice, and uh, yeah, I'll keep those all in mind and try to stay positive when I get those no's when I'm trying to sell. Just try to stay positive and and uh, you know, I, I look forward Gary, to the yes. He says, like you know, every no is you know one step closer to a yes. And I have a hard mm-hmm. time like that. That's definitely a salesperson thing to say. I, I have a hard time doing that way some days. But the reality is, it's true. <laughs> like you know, eventually someone's going to say yes. Like that's it, and and that's not a bad way of looking at it. But they embrace it way more than I would. But if that works for you, like, use it, embrace it, and go with it. Because if you're in sales, sales are tough. Like, you're going to be told no a lot. I mean, and, and so, like, having a positive mindset, knowing that, you know, if I do, if I do the steps correctly, if I follow the process, this will work. Like, that will take you so far in sales. Um, because it's a tough industry. 
Yeah, you know what? That's I love that, and that made me think of um, how I'm approaching the nose now. And so before, I would take it really personal, and as a rejection, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong? Do I need to change something? And now it's like, all right, cool. Like I wasn't meant to do business with that person because I really only want to do business with who I want to do right. business with, and or right. this is not providing value for that person, and I really want to get this product or service in the hands of those that really need it because I believe that they, you know, there are people out there that really need it. So it's okay to get those notes because you didn't yep. create something for everyone. You didn't, you created for a specific That's audience, a good point. That's a great for a point. specific problem. And the more, as you said, the more knows it's like, okay, it's clearing the path for those that really need it. And once I get to that target avatar, I now can just rinse and repeat. But sometimes it's a process to get to that bullseye customer. Yeah. But every no helps shape what that yes is going to look like. I remember my second, my other point, the roller coaster point. And this kind of goes mm-hmm. into what actually dovetails nicely with, with these no's and yeses. Um, if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, you're always forward thinking, you're always like on to the next challenge. To me, I think it's really important for us to stop take a breath and acknowledge our successes, right? Because if we never really stop, acknowledge, kind of revel in our successes, um, first place, why the hell are we doing this? Second place, then you're always looking at the next problem. You're never feeling good about what you accomplished. Mm. And, and you know, it's important to feel good and acknowledge that you've done well, you were successful, you overcame some challenge, and and I think those celebrations are something that we as entrepreneurs need to be more cognizant of because they're so much fewer in some ways than all the setbacks and problems that we deal with every day. So so to to, so to essentially have that contrast and revel, I think that's super important too, um, in order to kind of to help kind of foster positivity. That was the other point that I was trying to remember earlier. I'm so glad you remember that because that was so good. <laughs> Thanks. That was yeah. No, it's so true. And out of the two, it was the first point I had. And I was trying to <laughs> get the other one. By not forgetting the other one, I forgot the first one. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to my brain, people. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> no, it's so true. I think as entrepreneurs, we're so task and goal oriented. And we, yeah. you know, we want to make this to work. We, we want this to win. And we want to get, you know, the solution in the hands of those that need it that we don't take the time to like, you know, recognize mm-hmm. the accomplishments, however small and even the big ones, you know, a lot of times we brush it, brush to the side because we're so busy going Absolutely. after the next thing. Right. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. so much easier to keep the glass half full. It's so much easier to have that positive attitude. If you've held on to all of those accomplishments, you're like, Oh, and no, that's all right. Look where I've come. You know, look how far I've come. Look how much I've accomplished. And they help you during those no's, during those bad times. I've yeah. done it before. I could do it again. Right? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Boom. Bomb drop, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dropping you know, when I remember my genius <laughs> ideas, I come across highly intelligent. When I don't, I'm a bumbling idiot, you know? <laughs> that, that, you know, how's it go by genius? Uh, what is it? Something about a fine line. I can't remember how that quote goes. But, uh, there's a fine line between genius and insanity. That's what it is. So, mm. 
Yeah, depending on which way I'm leaning, def- determines which side I'm in on one particular no, time of day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, great. Thank you so much, Joe, for that question. Yeah, thank and... you, Joe. It was a great question. Yeah, really All right. good well, question. This is my first time listening, but it won't be my last. I, I thank you for your, your time. Bye-bye. Good. Now. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye. Oh, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I said that was exciting, right? First call. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. First of many. So, um, yeah, listeners, if you have questions, jump on, you know, go to bbsradio.com, check out our show, call in. We're here. We would love to, you know, give you feedback on your journey, help support you on your journey. This is the Unleash Your Supernova live show. And um, check out the book. It's available in all major bookstores. You can pre-order it for the drop on March 16th. But this is what we're here for. So we'd love to hear from you live for those of you that want to call in. And I think this is bringing us to the close of our show, Ryan. I can't believe it's almost time to say bye. It's gone by, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had some other questions that we had prior to, you know, that was sent in prior to the show. So we're going to have to get to those questions the next time around. Next week. But um, yeah. Yeah. next week, that's right. Next week, Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys are just joining us um, halfway through the show, the start of the show is 9 o'clock. You can check us out live, call in with your questions. And I'm going to have to give a plug for our another or our second sponsor, the Rain School of Fashion. And it's a school of innovation and sustainability, and it launches March 1st. And so for those of you that want to be part of the future of fashion and learn more about fashion sustainability as it relates to textiles, marketing, supply chain management, and much more, check out the rainschool.com. All right. Well, that's it for another show. Check out Ryan at RyanEsquire.com. Those of you that want some amazing business coach mindset peak performance advice, and that's Ryan, R-Y-O-N. It's late. You could clearly see it. I know. I know. My dear, dear friend, Nova. My dear, dear friend. (laughs) My dear, dear friend, Ryan. <laughs> I bring that up because every celebrity has a dear, dear friend that they've probably never met, but they're always dear, dear friends. So I would ask all of them. Dear, dear friend. Dear, dear friend. Oh, man. This is Nova Lorraine. <laughs> this is Nova Lorraine, um, author of Unleash Your Supernova, Sound of Brain Magazine, and my dear, dear friend. Dear, Nova dear friend, right? Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Anderson. Um, join us next week live on Unleash Your Supernova. And again, if you missed the live show, no worries. Check out the podcast. Download, download, subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And that's, again, Unleash Your Supernova podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye, Ryan. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>